0: Welcome back to another Pride of Detroit PODcast special that we have, I guess, called Talking Knocks. The name doesn't really matter. We've got one more of these left to go anyway. It is what we have established for ourselves, and we are going to talk about Hard Knocks Episode 4. That's why we call it Talking Knocks. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host, at Chris Perfett on Twitter, the adequate host of your Pride of Detroit PODcast, coming to you live on twitch.tv slash Detroit. Podcasts going to be available soon on on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online, is with me as well to break down what we just saw in episode four. We only got one more of these, Jeremy. One more. Yeah, I, I'm afraid. I don't think you can call
1: me the fearless leader anymore because I do have one fear after this episode. And Snakes? I think you might know what it is.
0: Icy Hot in the Balls. That's right. It's icy oh, hot on the balls. I do not want.
1: I, I've never actually had been near icy hot, but now I'm staying far, far away.
0: I've used it before. I wouldn't think about using it down there. I have had <laughs> a. Um, this is supposed to be a family friendly episode. All I'll say is, is like, um, I I used hand sanitizer. I thought <laughs> in the wrong place. Um, that burned. And so I feel what Craig Reynolds has gone through. I feel what he is going through right there because I'm sure he got like, I'm sure he got nutmegged there. He took a nice little shot right there and he was looking for any comfort he could, any comfort he could. And he was betrayed, betrayed by modern science, Jeremy, betrayed by the things we tell people should help them to help them heal science, health failed Craig Reynolds. I feel I feel like that was also kind of the
1: turning point in the episode. You, we we talked about it right before we went on air like at some point in this episode things got to like oh this is hard knocks. You're not going to feel good at the end of this episode and Craig Reynolds burning his balls was the turning point in this
0: episode. The the metaphorical because I yes, I, we were talking about this before. This was this was the hard knocks episode. This was like oh yeah, People's lives are getting are getting affected in this episode. We'll get to that in a second, but I don't want to move away from Craig, Craig Reynolds basically becoming the heart. That's on every sizzle reel of hard docs now, by the way. <laughs> Craig Reynolds saying he's using icy hot on his balls mm-hmm. and, uh, and in agonizing pain. He was betrayed by medicine, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I have nothing else to add about Craig Reynolds' balls. <laughs> well, hey, listen, like we at least have the foresight into the future as we look at the final roster right now. Right. And um, I mean, I don't know. There might be some more cuts here coming, but knock on wood, I Craig Reynolds is in the clear. Spoiler yeah. alert. This well, yeah. is kind of the, this is the interesting part of it, about this episode is because now we're coming on Tuesday after cuts have been made down to 53, and we're getting a window back in time to right before then. And I think it kind of creates – it creates this weird effect when you're watching, right? It, cr- it kind of creates – it either emphasizes more shock on a certain guy getting cut, or it just reinforces what you already knew, or gives right. you a reason as you're going into it, right?
1: Right, and and with Craig, I mean, Craig Reynolds is a great example too, because he was talked about. You know, the, I think that one of the main focuses of this episode were those meetings with the coaches and and the personnel guys. And, and the coordinators and all of them collaborating to start talking and, and and going through these cuts. And Craig Reynolds was one of the more fascinating conversations because Dan Campbell straight up says like, Hey, we already know who Craig Reynolds is. Like we don't really need to play him in the preseason. We, we know who he is. And to me, that's, that's a scary thing to say because that's what they said about Godwin Igwe And we all know what happened to Godwin today. Um, but then, but then he goes to the crowd and he, the, the crowd of people in the coaches room and says, Hey, would, would any of you guys be heartbroken whatever you guys I can't remember the exact thing he said um sick to our stomachs would, would we be sick to our stomachs if if we cut Craig Reynolds and the room was silent for a second and then a hero emerges out of nowhere named John Morton an offensive assistant and he's like don't cut this dude this dude represents everything that we are and then like dude starts to come in and it's just like oh they really do love Craig Reynolds as much as as a lot of us thought he did, and so I thought that was a really fascinating scene. And then we get kind of the backstory on him and his uh, his emergence from Cuts Town. and I thought it was kind of neat how Hard Knocks interchanged the the Cutstown highlights with the the ones he was doing in, in training camp. But really cool story, and and we know that one has a has a really happy ending too, with not only how he played last year, but now he's probably RB three on this team, which is a which is a cool story for him.
0: And like everything, like we got to know Reynolds, like that was the big reveal last week about his situation with his brother. We even got some of his dad in this episode as well, which was very good. So we've kind of got to know a lot about CR here. Um, I think what was interesting, there there was a few things I found interesting. First off, I did not know that Dan Campbell was originally planning to play Tim Boyle for the entire first half of preseason one. And I mean, preseason game three, and I think it just reinforced what we said on POD cast that unfortunately, and I, I hate, I'm, I'm trying to be as, we all do this a little bit, I think as fans, and I'm trying to be better about it, but and also, especially today, today, when there's been people dancing on his grave a bit, but like, we got to know pretty well how, like, again, Dan Campbell wanted to play Tim Boyle that entire first half. Tim Boyle like and he had to call an audible on how poorly Tim Boyle was playing in that preseason game and put David Blau in and yeah. they kind of set up David Blau as this warrior fighting through adversity through his line uh, struggling with him as a completely not picking up his his uh, man blindside. at all. Yeah, yeah his blind side at all, like getting knocked down and again and again. And uh, that that was that was a little bit of documentary magic going on there. It was but a little again, of whitewashing. We, but again, I didn't know that Boyle. I thought that was just a natural part. that They were going to have Blau and Boyle play with the ones, and that right. wasn't the script. And that's what right. we learned from Hard Knocks.
1: Yeah, it, it it that was very telling. And I mean, listen, though, this team set Boyle up to win the job in that thing. They gave they were going to give him a full half. You're gonna get the starters, you're gonna get that starting offensive line, you're gonna get the starting, well, not the starting running backs, but you're gonna get some good running backs, you're gonna get the starting receivers. Everything is set up for you to succeed. I know the Steelers are a good defense, and I think I think we were all you know sick of seeing him by by the middle of the second quarter. And it's only fair to say see if Blau can, can get him moving. And they they kind of glossed over the fact that no, he couldn't get them going with the first team offense. But <laughs> but but when they got into that second half, I think you saw maybe why the Lions coaching staff kept David Blah around because he did get really beat up, really, really beat up. And he kept going through it. That's a
0: skill. That's a skill to fight through that. I I heard that a lot last year when we were talking about, you know, Jared Goff got sacked nine times, still helps them win the game against the Titans playing through that kind of like you getting shoved to the ground is a skill and a hallmark for a quarterback. We don't talk about it, it enough.
1: It goes back to, to what Deuce was talking about with, uh, with Deandre way back when, when he says there's a difference between playing injured and playing hurt. And, and David Blau showed a lot of guts there. And I think you saw a little bit of it on the television broadcast, but you really saw it in this one. Like he said, he he felt something or he heard something on his knee. You saw him walking out of the stadium with a big wrap around his knee. Um,
0: Talking to the, talking to the medical trainer as they're walking out. Yeah.
1: Right. And so like to, to go through, I mean that uh, Dan Campbell mentions the word grit all the time. That was gritty as hell going through all that making a couple really nice plays on that touchdown drive. You have to imagine that tipped the scales pretty heavily on, on a day in which Boyle kind of did everything to lose a job anyways.
0: Yeah. And I think that's been, that was the hallmark of Boyle throughout this entire preseason too. I think this coaching staff from everything I had heard, I, I guess, I, I know plenty of people were razzing. Um, who was it? Uh, was it Rappaport a little bit when he said it was a bit of a surprise? when Boyle got cut. And I think all of us said it wasn't a surprise, but I think it was a surprise in the sense that they gave him every chance with those higher teams. And I guess if you're someone from a bird's eye, looking at that, looking at where he's playing, you're like, all right, he should be in, but then you take closer. Look, it's like, Oh, he wait. He just did not rise the occasion on his opportunities. He was given. Yeah. And, and Blau, I'm not saying Blau played spectacularly better than Boyle, but, as you butter. said he fought he fought through the he fought through it he fought through it like yeah. so but getting back to hard knocks i think the other so we've covered blau i think we've covered craig reynolds as a I, i'm not too interested in the Eze story they i i see they kind of moved away from it a little bit
1: yeah well um, they had
0: to because like
1: it's 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 obvious from anyone watching just hard knocks, and it was obvious for anyone watching practice as they was just he was never close to
0: making. No, not even he's not he wasn't the bubble guy. I think they expected him to be. Right. Uh, Nice to see Jared Goff finally, and Jared Goff by contrast to Mister Golly G Willikers David Blau, who I love the Golly of (laughs) of 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 Blau. The first thing Goff does is drop an f bomb,
1: (laughs) and then he apologizes right to Blau. Like I I know Blau. (laughs) But no, I mean like. So that was kind of a fun scene
0: because like that was the players. That was a players only practice. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And and then he, he goes and, and tries to quote Theodore Roosevelt, by the way, like I, like, I looked the up that man oh, in that the whole... arena. Yeah, yeah. The man I... in the arena. I know that. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, wow, man, you've
0: come a long way since not knowing where the sun rises. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's Bert. He, he's, he's a Cal, he's Cal Berkeley, man. Some things you're very well learned at, Cal other things you have been kind of conditioned to question just ask Aaron Rodgers
1: right but no I mean like the whole there was a there was kind of a series of stories there that they all smushed together with with um with Jared Goff first first off being like Dan Campbell being like man you you're on fire you're 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 killing it with him and Mm -hmm. with him with him like everything is clicking now I feel so good about you and 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 uh and he and and the quarterback and and Jared Goff is saying like but these guys are making all these catches, man. Like it's, I don't have, I don't even have to do anything. Like I just put it near these guys and they're making all these catches and that really builds my confidence. It's like, yes, this is what it's always been about is your coach being in your ear, like giving you a back rub saying you're doing an amazing job and receivers making it. So your job is good. So that let's get Jared Goff's confidence up. And we, and we saw it like we saw, all of that happening on the field. And it's just like, that's where he needs to be. Somehow we need to stay there for the next four months during the season so that his attitude is high. Cause I really feel like the lines have done a, they've made a very concerted effort to, to keep his spirits high. And, and we see it working here.
0: No, I, I, I remain somewhat doubtful on golf just because like I've seen his, his, his floor, but at the same time, we know what you need to do to get golf confident and hopefully that's enough there. The players only practice was really interesting. We had heard about it last week too. And I think we had talked about it and it was a nice fast. I thought it was a nice fascinating thing at first, but I can clearly tell the coaching staff also was trying to take more of a bird's eye view so they could evaluate guys who were going to make the roster as well. Again, something we've learned from hard knocks. I feel that, First off, just seeing who's out there, I think wants to take over some of those responsibilities to lead. Who has that leadership to an initiative to jump in there? But also just how they view themselves and how they play themselves in it. And Dan's out there, just like I'm, just the whistle. Yeah. And Jared Goff's like those effing guys up there with a the coffee in the air conditioning. I'm sweating <laughs> my ass off out here.
1: Yeah, some interesting notes about it, Then and, and some of it they caught on hard knocks. Some of them they they didn't like. You saw Tracy Walker with the play sheet like he was obviously taking some charge and that's not a surprise he's he's going to be a captain of this team I imagine. Um one of the other defensive players who took lead uh really interesting cuz he was cut a couple days later was linebacker Sean Dion Hamilton and and they showed a very brief clip of it. Um but yeah that I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I didn't learn too much from that scene because I obviously witnessed it live but um but yeah it was still kind of fun. I think the the most interesting part of it was when Dan Campbell announced it right he had just talked about how like wow you guys were so great in the hotel everyone said you were great by the way we're not practice we're not going to be there at practice with you and they just <laughs> like huh? what what did you just say can you can you rewind that last
0: part not the first part the second part what yeah, that came read? in that came in real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i've appreciated the series keeping dan campbell in the spotlight just because he is larger than life sure i guess my last note i really have um particularly we i'm not saying we're done with this at all but I almost i i i want to create a master cut of his speech at the beginning, which was fiery, that made you want to fight him, and then at the end, yes, where you he's want me to talking, read it, yes, because it's 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 gut wrenching for several reasons. But I just, I, why don't you read it and then I'll talk about that in comparison to his first speech, and, yeah. and what I thought about all of it,
1: right? And no, I think you're you're right because he he's capable of hitting both notes, right, of being the fire up guy and the like hand on your shoulder guys so he says here this is the hard cold truth we're sitting at 80 and we've got to get to 53 and it's a bitch man it's the worst part of this fucking job the blood the sweat the tears the devotion everything that you've put into it you've got my respect you've got all of my respect i do anything i could for you man and i wish i could fucking keep you we all do but it's not it's just not how this works we appreciate the hell out of you because you get
0: you gave it your best cutting down to 53 is probably the cruelest thing the nfl does it, it really is it's it's it is well i i didn't realize it was at 80 i, I mean is it, is it still max 90 for teams and the Lions were just carrying 10 less no no or, no it
1: goes from 90 to 85 to 80 oh okay to there was 53. because
0: that used to be the like the 75 step right. i remember now right. that was just a lot of but still like if you start at 90 earlier in the season you go down to 53 that is a I'm not good at math. I think that's like over 30%. If you're if you're if tomorrow you go into your job and over 30% 35, over 35% of the people you work with are suddenly gone. That's I don't know any other job that works like that, first off. Back to Dan Campbell, though, I thought that was just again, we talk about the documentary art. To compare contrast that with his speech at the beginning, which was fiery and that, but still had the tinge of this is the best you're gonna feel all uh all year yeah to come down to that which by the way i think i think he was saying this this is the best you're going to you at home the viewer (laughs) is the best you're going to feel coming down to this because it will grab you by the guts a little bit and it is a reminder of the of like again it, it hurt me a little bit to watch dan go from the perky go lucky at the start with that yeah all fired up to realizing this is the hard thing i have to do now this is the insanely hard thing and it's not just hard for me; it, it it affects other people too. It's not just hard for Dan Campbell, but like whatever you're going to do is going to massively negatively impact a bunch of people who have dreams. And just because they m- might not be good enough to make a final 53 on the dream doesn't mean they should be like ridiculed or mocked, or you should be pumping up and down because your predictions on a on a on a roster were right or anything, which is what happens too much in people in the media and that's that's kind of why i found it interesting that man in the arena was read you, you said you read the uh the, the man in the arena speech right jeremy yeah i, I, I skimmed it <laughs> i didn't read the whole thing i was just
1: well, trying to google what it was at first but yeah
0: i you, i think yeah, oh go, go, on. On, go
1: on go on, no nah, so it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how strong this man stumbles or where the doer of the deeds could have done be- them better The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by the dust and the sweat and the blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spend himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly? So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never knew no victory nor defeat
0: yeah i think i think that if you want to talk about a speech that probably strikes the heart of what hard knocks is 100 percent, it's right there it's yeah i i don't know if i i'm sure goff knew that while he had the camera on it he's a three-time veteran of hard knocks (laughs) but that is a speech that should be you like that that should that speech should be like over like black and white text at the beginning of a season yeah just like it's it's perfect. I'm I'm I. He he must have known at this point. Golf knows well enough about it. so pocket. he just he just dropping like hey man in the arena. Because that <laughs> that did come out of nowhere. So I'm like, I wonder what he's doing with that.
1: Right. No, and and, and to bring it back to Campbell, I think, I think that's what's really going to fascinate fascinate me about next week's episode is how he handles these cuts his, his demeanor is, is he going to tear up? Is he going to like, how is he going to handle each and every one of those speeches that we see? Cause that's, that's like a hallmark of, of the final episode, right? It's not just that these players are getting cut. It's we get to see the conversation that happens and you have to imagine based on the the conversations that we've seen him have that he's going to hand it as, as you know, graciously as possible. But I still, I, I just, I want to see it because we've seen other coaches go in there. They, you know, they, they show emotion, they show empathy. Um, but I, I like Dan Campbell can show sympathy, right? Like it's not just empathy. He
0: can show sympathy. He's been, cause through. he's gone through it. Yes. Yeah. He's gone through it. He's, he's sweat. Like, again, this is a big thing we've always talked about that he is a, that a former NFL player knows what exactly what this is. Right. And I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we've ever seen that. We've I don't think we've
1: ever seen a coach cut a coach who's been cut. Tell another person that he's cut, right? Like that's, that's something that's going to be unique and interesting and, and, and fascinating about this episode um, that, that we finish on. So it, it, it's the one thing I'm looking forward to. I do want to touch on one more thing before we get out of here. If uh, I don't even know if we're running up against it or not, but I, I have no, one no or two more things we could fine. It's
0: about.
1: fine. Yeah. The, the, the one is, is Ben Johnson. Like we finally got some Ben Johnson. We, we hadn't got any Ben Johnson. We hadn't gotten any Jared Goff. Uh, ben Johnson finally makes an appearance you we see him lead a meeting um, but I think the most interesting part was you know we had that like high intensity practice where luckily they didn't show jo- Jonah Jackson throwing up his guts which he did <laughs> um, but you, you know that the offense comes out earlier in the week just kicks the, the defense's butt Aaron Glenn comes back with a, a vengeance Jeez. during this night nice practice and yeah he showed up like We'd never, Boy. I've never seen Aaron Glenn that mad before. I, I wonder, mean, I wonder how
0: that is on practice when the coaches themselves are competing like that. I wonder if there's an effect that's either positive or negative, right?
1: But yeah, and someone, someone in the chat got to where I was going, which is, you know, the, the offense kind of strikes back in this practice in which, um, Aaron Glenn is, is just sending pressure, sending pressure. They, they dial a, a play to Amon ra, and What does Amon ra say once he catches the touchdown pass, where's Ben Ben? You're a genius, Ben. Ben, you're a genius. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Ben is a
0: genius. A genius. Yeah. Boy wonder. Boy. <laughs> uh, you you the, find? Yeah. Oh, no, go on. No, I was
1: just gonna say the other. The other thing is just I, I want to go back to those all those scenes of of just the player evaluation scenes where the coaching staff and the front office because I don't like obviously we don't get to see those conversations and those meetings very often, but it felt kind of unique. And it goes back to what Brad Holmes, who also was kind of heavily featured in this episode has said from the beginning, which is like, everything we do is a collaboration, everything we do. It's not me, the general manager saying, I want this guy. He stays on my roster. I want Trinity Benton. I traded for him. I I want him. He's literally going around the room and saying like, okay, what do you have to say? Position coach. Okay. What do you have to say? Scout okay, what do you have to say, offensive coordinator? Let's rank these all together. And listen, I'm sure some version of that is happening on all 32 teams, right? It, it has to. Well, I think, to I think that's unique.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it was unique to football. I think when we have conceptions of general managers, the, the popular one now some, tends to come from baseball and basketball where they are gods and they have that kind of say over the roster. Sure. Whereas in football, it, it's always been – this it's collaboration yeah. like like if anything the power goes to the coach but it's always kind of been this collaboration between general manager and coaching staff and scouts to to do all of this together and i think it has to be that way just because of how damn big the rosters are yeah so all right most well, thing we're looking to i i don't want to say i'm even looking what i'm looking forward to in this hard knocks because it's just <laughs> going to be tears like, we, yeah. we've, we, we've seen the damage out today. We will have the, the First Bite podcast to talk about the cuts on thir- live on Twitch on Thursday, in your podcast feeds, Friday a.m. But, like, we know some of the initial cutdowns right now, and some of them are rough, some of them are brutal, including several guys who have been featured here. So I don't even say I'm, what I'm looking forward to in the next version of Hard Knocks is even the right way to say it. I guess what I'm expecting... Yeah. in the next in the final episode
1: well yeah and part part of it is that like that dan campbell kind of uh sympathy empathy uh thing i i think i think there are good stories that i that i hope we catch like we we've kind of slightly followed along chase lucas this entire time and as of right now he's on the on the 53 so maybe maybe we get like a happy phone call uh from from chase lucas because i'm sure that's going to be a, a momentous occasion for him and that's the other thing like For every cut there is, there's also kind of a a momentous occasion on the other side of it. We didn't really follow Demetrius Taylor at all, but he's the only undrafted rookie who made the team. That's a really good story. Maybe we get a, a sneak peek into that.
0: Yeah. I, I don't even want to say it's a happy story because it's at the end of the day, it's like, you survived, <laughs> you survived. And that, that that brings, But it is a happy story. Like no, I, made, I know, I, roster, know but but I know, but I know what you're saying. I, I I'm just, I'm very careful about survivor bias and everything like that. That's but fair. You're right in that we've like, I think once again, we're let's, let's bring it right back to where we started. Craig Reynolds. Like, I feel yeah. like they've set up his story the most and he has yeah. made the, he is as of right now on the 53 man roster. And I think that is a great story. I wonder if we'll get a phone call to his brother in prison or something like that. That's I, a great I, call. Yeah. I think I think that will be the uplifting moments. Will be Craig Reynolds, and I think you know we'll we'll get to see David Blau again. Obviously, True. yeah. This was uh, this was triumph uh, again. Story. Those are the two triumph stories. I feel like is is Craig Reynolds and David Blau, Craig uh, David Blau who was put through the ringer in this episode, just with the sad music and everything getting hit again, and again, and Craig Reynolds. With the unfortunate effect of putting icy hot on his balls, <laughs> right? And then, well, and then like the end of the episode is going to make a turn, right? Like it, every time
1: hard knocks happens, it's it's sad, 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 sad. And then like okay, now we're turning our focus football, to the regular season. Football, football. Now, now we get to like have Dan Campbell give one last fire up speech to to bring in the optimism as the season starts, and and that's I'm where I'm assuming the season will end.
0: That's hopefully what we will see next episode. Let's wrap it up here. Once again, first bite coming later this week. We will talk about the fifty-three man roster, and we will have plenty more for you. Our big season preview pod podcast coming down the pike as we also near seven damn years of podcast. Maybe Great. some big news on the way too. We have to we have to work out some more stuff. But uh, yeah, until that time, see you star side. Get out of here. This has been talking Knox with POD cast.